Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 5, Episode 36. Taylor Marshall updates us on what we need to know in the team title races following the sectional round. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. We've had the sectional rounds. 32 different sectionals collecting themselves into eight regionals. Today is two weeks from the girls' state meet, 13 days from the boys' state meet. The girls' sectionals were first, the boys' sectionals were later, but the state meets will be flipped. Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall. Taylor, let's update the people on where the team races stand after the sectional round. Okay, and you know what? You're going to be really excited to hear this, Colin. It's closer than it sounds. Oh, man. So I think I I think we do can we do the girls first because the girls sectional round happened first so that's a little farther back in our memory. So let's start with that. Okay, so I ran through some numbers, a mock meet for the state meet based solely on sectional performance, right? So we looked at the sectional performances and um yep. and Jones put those up on the message boards. He calculated all those right away. So it was an easy place to get all that information. Shout out Brandon Jones for getting that done. So we're gonna go top five in my little mock meet based on those leaderboards. Um, starting with number five, Brownsburg, 30 and a half points. 30 and a half points, picking up a point in. Uh, the 107 points in the 200, six points in the 400, uh, a runner-up place for eight points there uh, in the four by one, uh, three and a half in the high jump, and a pole vaulter scoring five points. That puts them at 30 and a half for Brownsburg. So Fifth. nothing in the long jump there? Right now, there is nothing in the long jump. So but there that, could be. There could be some opportunities for extra credit. Yep. Do you offer any extra credit in your class right now? My grade, you know, Mr. Altavote, my grade's just down a little bit. My mom's really on my butt. We got this trip coming this summer. Like, can I just get some extra credit? I know I got a D minus, but like, can you give me two and A? No. Ah, oh, man. My mom's going to be mad at me, man. God help you if you have a D minus in my class. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. So Brownsburg, 30 and one half point uh the then it gets a lot uh closer here um the fourth team uh the team projected to place fourth in this little mock me with 38 points Bloomington North that's what are those points in that because they're pretty they're pretty top heavy right I mean that's not a lot of seventh and eight that's you're right. They are big points. Um, they've got Hadley Lucas winning the shot put and discus, right? She had the best performance on Tuesday night across the state in those two events. So that's a grand total of 20 points right there. We give uh, her a pretty good chance to win both of those, right? Yeah, I feel pretty confident in her winning both. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Uh, eight points in the 800, eight points in the 100 hurdles, and the four by one scoring two points as of right now on this little mock meet for 38. But as you said, top heavy and dependent on uh, two stars, one really bright, shining star. I think they could get second, though. I mean, I think they could be in the in the upper 30s, and maybe this year that's good enough for second. 
I think that could very well be. Yeah, I think I, you know, one team will cross that 40 point threshold, I think, uh, on the girls side at state meet. And who's got that upper 30 mark, I think they could they could get into it. Do you think that do you think the one team that is going to cross over 40 is Warren? Uh, I think that's what's going to happen. Yes. At the state meet. Yes. Was that a good transition? That's a great transition. On to our third team in this projection here in the mock meet, scoring 41 points, the Warren Central Warriors, right? Now, hang on. How how do I think they're going to score more points, and how do I think they're going to win, and, and why are they only third in this mock meet? Like, what's going on here? Extra credit. There's some extra credit opportunities. Their teacher's nicer than Mr. Altavote. He or she gives extra credit, and Mr. Altavote is not. So yeah, they design a tissue box with important dates from history, and give me the tissue box, and you get twenty extra points. Yeah, something like that. Maybe I should do that. Um, right now we have Warren scoring six in the hundred hurdles, ten in the three hundred hurdles, ten in the four by one, five in the four by four, and wait for it, ten in the long jump for a grand total of 41 points. Right. But there's a lot is, more Go is ahead. 10 in the long jump one athlete, or is it a combination of two athletes? 10 in the long jump as I'm frantically scrambling here to double check. Uh, I don't know. I think it's one here. Let me, let I can check two. I'm looking here. This is great podcasting. Yeah, great this is two different, uh, two different jumpers, both Layla Smith and Jyla Vaden were in the top. So they combine. So again, greater opportunities for extra credit as they could move up and improve there. Right. Cause that's, that's a big difference. If you've got one kid that's scoring 10, like Hadley Lucas in the shot is not going to score any more than that. Now that's pretty secure. She'll probably win. Right. But um, same thing like Layla Smith in the three hundreds, she can't get any more than that. That's also to me feels pretty secure, but two in the long jump, adding up to 10 it could be more yeah it could be but also it, it, it could be fewer sure so um warren's got some opportunities there and within you know the, the 100 hurdles over the you know to move up a little bit or possibly um a four by four you know certainly if the meet's on the line could could they place a little bit higher so uh, it's a team that i think has the most potential i think we called it the highest ceiling on the last podcast, because I'm I'm really big on the Warren Central Warriors. I think it's their state meet on the girls side this year to um to deliver. So anyway, um moving on to our projected runner up with 46 points, the Carmel Greyhounds. Shout out. Shout out. We are going through two points here in the hundred, uh, five points in the two hundred. Nine points in the 400, and that is two different athletes, Colin. Yeah, because nine points. points by one person is impossible. It It is impossible. You're right. But two could could add up to nine, um, and that could be more. So nine in the, in the 400, three in the 800, uh, four by one, scoring seven points. And uh, they had the best time of the night in both the four by four and four by eight. So that's 20 combined points there to put the Hounds at 46 uh, 46 points. So, and we can get into this more on the boys side as well. Cause a lot of the contending teams were at, at a, between two very competitive sectional meets and on the girls side, it felt like there was really one really competitive sectional meet 
most of them always said there were at least two sites that that had high levels of competition across yeah. the various events. Do you think that is there something to teams at that Hamilton Southeastern sectional? Maybe maybe their score is a little bit inflated. Maybe inflated is not the right word because they they did those performances. They're obviously that good um, to run you know, 917 or 354 in the relays, but like those, the scores may be lower at the state meet because other teams didn't, didn't have as competitive of sectional meets. Yes. All of they weren't pushed as much in some of those events. Right. The HSC girls sectional is by far the most competitive one. Um, And some of those contenders are there. And, And I, yeah, maybe inflated isn't the best word, but another team who I won't mention who isn't exactly in the in the title race, um, their score bumped significantly, but still not in the title race um, as a result of that sectional. Because I think, again, you're having ultra competitive performances, uh, trying to get in the top three, you're getting pushed toward that state standard in, in whatever event you may have. So I think that's a huge benefit. And we kind of know that in other areas, Colin, right? I mean, that's why we put together uh, showcase style meets, right. Where we have, you know, kids come and they're super competitive and the performances show that. So, um, I think having a highly competitive sectional in track is, is actually an advantage. Unless maybe you're asking a kid to do some crazy ungodly thing, like, you know, three open distance events. Well, and, and, some of those other sectionals they may be asking a girl to do that because they want the team points and she can do that and not have to expend herself very hard to advance or to win and so you can rack up 30 points with a distance runner by doing those events and maybe she runs on the four by four at the end of the meet but if if it's an athlete from carmel or noblesville or hamilton southeastern or westfield you you just can't do that because she wouldn't advance. I mean, you, you've got to be so good to advance. I think the time, like the, the time, the last time to advance out of the 1600 at the Southeastern sectional, I think it was 521, yeah. which is, that's not going to score at the state meet, but that is a very, very fast time. Right. Uh, to be the last advance that to be the last advancer from that sectional and same thing yeah. on the boys side in the 1600 it was 427. Right. Um, I think also to make a point here uh, to Brandon Jones made on the, on the a message board, um, the top three projected teams in this mock meet, they didn't win their sectional. So like, there's a, as you said, maybe it's about, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But remember these, the sectional round and the regional round and the state meet are all three very different types of meets. Mm. And you could have a team that is built for that medium size, meet that's a that's a sectional that's a conference that's a county uh but getting to either a maybe a you know a dual meet or a uh you know big state meet a giant invite with all the best teams like that's that's a, a different look there because you're, that's where you really need your stars uh to score big points and it's hard to kind of nickel and dime where you could do that in a sectional it kind of feels like the the three rounds are very distinct like you said but the sectional often is, I mean, depending on what team you are, like on the boys' side, let's say Brownsburg, Carmel won their sectionals, but I, I don't know that either was really all that into the team score, right? The coaches aren't really preparing for the team score for that. But the sectional 
is mainly about the team race. And if you're the head coach, that's like a big feather in your cap that we won the sectional. Yeah. Whereas the state meet is obviously just about the high levels of competition, individual competition in the relays. And then the regional is like a transitional meet of just trying to get your kids to the, putting them in the best positions to, to advance to the state meet. And the, I mean, we saw that in a lot of the scratches, right? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Sophia Kennedy, like, I, I don't know if they cared about the team score necessarily, but she ran the 16 and the 3,200 and, and Gretchen Farley ran the 800 and the 3,200. And then Kennedy scratched the 1,600. Nikki Sutherland of Delta would be a good example of an athlete that could have done a lot of events. I don't know if points were important or just to run the races or whatever, but she ran the 16, the eight and the 32 and she won the 32 last year. And she scratched the 3,200 after the sectional. So she's down to just the 16 and the eight. Those are kind of good. Those are kind of examples of that, that for the regional, you've got to be focused on the events that you want to do at the state meet. Cause yeah. you, you've got to be all in to try and get to the state meet in those events. Um, and it's hard, it's hard to do it in, in too many different races. Were yeah. you surprised that Paige Kurtz didn't run the 200? Uh, yeah. So, you know, we're going to see one, long jump 400 and one of the relays, but um, yeah, four I, by one. yeah, four by one. Right. So it, yeah, I was surprised, but you know, they obviously felt like that may not have been the best path for, for that team, but. And they um, know, they know better than we do. They know yeah. what they see her in practice. They've known her for years. They know what, yeah, what she's best able to do. Yeah. We're not at their practice. We're not. We're in practice right now. The projected. I ran for an hour this morning, though. Good job, nice job, nice. The projected state uh, champions in this little mock meet scoring uh, forty-eight points. Forty-eight points. The Noblesville Millers. They were the track. runner last year. Track and field, not track or field for Noblesville. Yeah, no, they are. In fact, Noblesville. Be careful. They might call it field and track. Well, they might just call it field. Yeah, well, well, they got the, they got they got those distance runners, in, so they'll call they'll, yeah field and track for Noblesville. Seven points in the eight hundred, one point in the thirty two hundred, seven points in the four by eight hundred, ten points in the high jump, eight points in the pole vault, seven points in the shot put, and eight in discus for a grand total of forty eight mock meet points. The field events are always a little more tenuous, but that to me feels about right for yeah. Noblesville at the state meet. I mean, their 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 thrower is very very good. That's one one athlete, seven and eight combined. It could be a little lower. It's not gonna. It can't be much higher because she's not she's not gonna finish better than second in in either of the throws. Um, pole vault can can be inconsistent. High jump, I I, I think she's gonna be pretty pretty good in that uh and then you know third in the four bite and third in the open eight that seems right doesn't it yeah in the open eight i think she's probably the third best girl farley will probably win sutherland will probably be second and then i think you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good kids and she'll be coming off four bite duty but i think summer rempy's ahead of the rest of the field in that case and they could win the four bite um or they you know they could be second they could be third they could be fourth or fifth but that seems unlikely, but could be. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. If they've got Rempy and they've got Cooper, I don't think they're going to finish 
much worse than than third. But it's a strong year. That Columbus North team ran faster, and they ran all by themselves. Um, and on that, I think Baker only ran 218. She's probably good for a 212 at the state meet. I didn't see Noblesville splits, but Noblesville was pushed to the line by Carmel, and Carmel won. Um, Bloomington South could definitely get into it. They've it's going to be Jimmy Johns over there. They've got they've got at least one one sub to make. Yeah. But I and I think I think Noblesville, Carmel, Bloomington South, uh, Columbus North, I think ran their four best squirrels, but maybe cruised a bit. So those are all going to be much faster by the state meet, I project. And yeah. Homestead, I think, is kind of a, a dark horse. And then, of course, Falpo is, sub, is maybe, maybe the favorite. Sub 905 to win? I think the winning team will break nine minutes. Break nine minutes. Okay. I do. All right. I don't know if I don't know if that's Valpo, Bloomington South, Carmel, Noblesville. I think the I think the winning team will break nine minutes. Okay. That'll be fun to see. I think I think the key is going to be can you can you get up toward the front, transcend some of that chaos, and then how well might your your younger kids, your your role players, how well can they run up front by themselves? Yeah. Cool. So All right. Noblesville. But if you Warren? picked one, if you picked a favorite right now, you'd pick who? Warren? I would pick Warren. pick Warren. Yeah. Warren has the athletes, the ceiling, the they're in the right events. Like I, I'm pretty big on Warren still. If you picked a second team, would it be Noblesville? Because you were pretty be. high up on Noblesville last week. So that it hasn't would, changed. No, that hasn't changed. It would be Noblesville. I, I think it would be Warren one, Noblesville two. And then a very close race with third, like several teams within, you know, fewer than five points. Carmel, Brownsburg, Center Grove, Bloomington North. Bloomington North is like, we know what we're going to get, right? I mean, Glenn's probably top five in the 800. Their four by four is probably going to score. And then they've got the thrower. That's, they're probably like low 30s. Yeah. Carmel's got the potential to be up, up mid 40s. Um, I think Brownsburg still has potential to be up there. Center Grove, it seemed like their star maybe didn't run um, quite as like she's got the the top time in the 400, but I think she'll be way up in the 200, but she just kind of cruised at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they could get into a second, third scenario, but probably not first. Unless something happens. I mean, Warren is in those somewhat inconsistent events. Yeah. So that's, that would be, that would be the hope for some of these other teams that it feels like Warren controls their own destiny. Yeah. That's a good the other teams. To... The other teams could do well, but if Warren comes and takes care of business and does what, what we feel like they can do, Warren's probably going to win. The other teams are fighting for second. Yeah. Seems fair to me. And we'll see on the boys side, because I kind of think it's similar on the store on the boys side, right? Well, I you tell you, you go through the numbers and then we'll, at the top end, it is definitely very, very close. All right. On the boys' side, again, based only on sectional performances, um, slated to score 27 points, Plainfield. So that's a win in the 400. That's a state record right there. I feel pretty good that's going to happen. Um, one point in the four by one, 10 points in the high jump, and six in the discus for 27 points for Plainfield. So I think Plainfield could get into it. I think they've got, I think, I think they, they could, they need to get out the tape and the markers and decorate a tissue box because 
Campbell's going to get 10 in the 400. I think he's going to be, he could be pushed. And he's, I think he was third in the 200. So he's not seated to score in the 200 or was it maybe one point? He, he is not seated to score, but he, again, as you said, he's going right to score in the yeah. 200. Yeah. He might win the 200. That'd be 20. Their guy in the disc got six. I think he said six points. So four, fourth place. Uh, yes. Okay. He could win. He'll probably be in the top five. Let's call that. Let's call that fifth. Now they're at 25. Four by four, not seated to score. Uh, four by four is not seated they're to score. 324. They're going to have to run well to get out because at the, at the Lafayette Jeff uh, regional, you can, you can tell we talked about it at our practice today at the Lafayette Jeff regional, the top six teams are separated by 1.43 seconds. And yeah. it's closer than it sounds. And they're all right there at the standard. And that's without playing field. And I wasn't at the uh, playing field sectional, but I would guess if they've got a 46 and they went 324 on the four by four, he didn't run a 46 to get him to 324. I think he just cruised and is saving it for this next week. And so yeah. he's probably not going to put in as full of an effort in the open 400. Um, so that could be 10. They have, I think they have all four guys back from last year. I don't know if they're all running now availability and things like that. So three different wins and a fifth place that could be a first that's 35, you know, they, they could get, I, I really think they could get into it. Yeah. Don't count them out yet. So plain field 27 in this little mock meet projected to place fourth with 29 points Warren central. So this Warren, is the first time we've talked about Warren this year on the boys side. Yes. They've had, they had a really strong sectional meet seven in the hundred, uh, four in the 200, five points in the four by one, seven in the four by four and six in the high jump. So War, Warren's not going to win. No, they don't. They don't have, they don't have the guns to, to take it all the way there, but Warren's performers could in large part determine the team that does win because Warren could be pushing back some of these uh, boys from Brownsburg or Plainfield in the sprints. And if you're a team that doesn't have points in the sprints, but in the distance races, you want to see the kids from Brownsburg being pushed back points wise and, and maybe Warren, you know, that it could be first in the hundred. And that could push back uh, Brownsburg's boys in the 100, could push back Plainfield's boys in the 200. Although I, I just feel like, I feel like Nair Nuash Campbell is going to win the 200. Yeah. I He may have just kind of, you know, did enough to to get out and, and whatever. But, you know, you've got, like you said, and not just Warren, but we'll see this obviously with the other teams because it's not uh, all, everyone there scores team points. Right. Uh, no one's unattached, obviously. So in some of these, especially sprint events where there are other um, non-team contenders, then it will become more interesting place-wise because it is very close among a few, right? And Right. It's like Lawrence Central, Park Tudor, they have star sprinters. And if if the top three in the 100 are Warren, uh, LC, and Park Tudor, and Brownsburg's guy finishes fourth or finishes sixth or whatever – that could go a long way to, to determining which team wins the state championship. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it here. Um, 
moving on to the third team, right? And the projections here with 45 and a half points, Center Grove. So we talked a lot about Center Grove early in the year and then, you know, maybe a little bit last week. Uh, so Center Grove, two points in the 200, three points in the 400, 10 in the 110s, eight in the 300 hurdles, eight in the four by four, two and a half points out of high jump, four points at the pole vault and eight at the discus. That's a very good balance there, Colin, is, you know, according to that mock meet. I think they're another team that I don't know that they're going to get into it. They've had some injuries um, on in different different event groups, and I think that's ultimately what's going to cost them. Because yeah. at one point we were very very high on them, and I know their hurdler is done. I know their best distance runner didn't run in the sectional, so and I think their four bike could could get into it, and we could see them be a lot better. I don't yeah. think they're going to win it, but I you know they they could be in the top five. Um, and they weren't after the sectional round, but yeah, I think, I think they could be way up there. Yeah. So we'll see. They had a great sectional and, um, we'll watch them carry it on into next week. Then, oh man, are you ready for this? Yep. Oh boy. You're sitting down. Are you sitting down? Yes. I, I it'd be tough to do it standing up, do the podcast standing up. Well. Like Pat McAfee does it, but you know, I'm not Pat McAfee, obviously. Yeah, no, you're wearing a shirt today. So, <laughs> and uh, we, we do keep the language pretty clean on here as compared to Pat McAfee, but he's going to ESPN though. So that's, he's yeah, he's going to, he's going to tone that down. Yeah. The, he said he didn't like when, when, I don't know, Spotify or FanDuel, whoever bought the podcast, he didn't like being told what to do. It's like, so now you're going to go to ESPN or Mickey Mouse is going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right projected to tie for the state championship with 54 points, Brownsburg and Carmel. But I've heard it's closer than it sounds. But it's closer than it sounds. Hey, Mr. Knighted, go ahead and take that trophy and just cut it in half. How do, okay, if you do that, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But if you were to do that, how do you, you cut it vertically yeah. or horizontally? It, it would be vertical, right? Okay. Actually, maybe it makes sense to kind of go from South Bend to Jeffersonville and just cut a line. Maybe you go diagonal. With it. Ooh, I kind of like that from Evansville. Start in kind of Angola and take it down to Evansville. Ooh, that's a good look. If that happens, I, which one do I want? I want the right side. You, I want the one that has Fort Wayne. Well, I don't think anybody's going to fight you for Fort Wayne. Like, I, I think Brownsburg would be like, "Yeah, no, we don't want, we don't want Fort Wayne. Please take it, get rid of it." Like, well, okay, know. they're big on the region. Yeah, maybe they'll just, you know, what they could just carve it up where like Brownsburg gets the piece with Brownsburg, and you get the piece, like you, your team gets the piece with Carmel. And no, it, no, 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 I get it, and I'm carrying it on the bus. All right. Well, I mean, that's between you and we, uh, had, we had a guy win the desk. He's very strong, but nope, that's me. Yeah, that's this is this Carrying is what we're watching here, Paul Pierce. You're going to carry this trophy <laughs> onto the bus. Um, let's start with Brownsburg the because they come before Carmel and the alphabet. Uh, four, Confirmed. yeah, four in the hundred, sixteen. Woo! In the two hundred, uh, Colin, that is more than one person, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. 
yeah, here, that's what I'm here for. Uh, one in the one tens, two in the three hundreds, ten in the four by one, two in the four by four, six in the four by eight, two in the pole vault, six in the shot, and five in the discus. Whew, that is fifty four points. That's a that's a lot. Those are a lot of scores. Yeah. So Brownsburg. Brownsburg feels like it has the higher ceiling then, right? Brownsburg is kind of like the the Warren girls. They're going to have a lot of people at the state meet. Yeah. But the the points are a little less secure. I have them scoring in 10 events on this mock meet and Carmel is scoring in 7 events. What are so, those 7 events? Carmel 5 in the 800, 5 in the 1600. 18 in the 3200, seven in the 110s, eight in the four by eight, one in shot, and 10 in discus. So it feels like, you know, not only Brownsburg bringing more guys, but there's more cushion, and uh, Carmel has less of a margin for error, a little bit more dependent on a smaller group of guys, you know, Cole Matisson, Drew Franklin, you know, those guys need to, to do well, obviously at the state meet, but there's right. Brown, their stars have to perform, but it, it seems like there's, it's not, you said this, the ceiling's higher, but like they, they could have a guy have a, a little bit of an off day and still survive. Mm-hmm. But if like Franklin or Matisson or somebody doesn't perform at the level that they would normally then it's really going to be a lot harder for Carmel, especially if Brownsburg does what they are projected to do. Yeah. I mean, it feels like just my calculus and looking at it and people have asked me about, well, seeing, uh, seeing these other events, does that change what you would do with um, your guys, right? You see what happened in the 1600 at these various events. Does that change your, does that change what you're thinking you might do with some of your distance runners? And I was like, it doesn't change my calculus. It just changes my anxiety. Yeah. So I I think Brownsburg could get into like the sixties. Yeah. I think think we're going to get to 50. That seems pretty likely. What's up? Where you been? Can you ride on your big wheel? Yeah. Is, is your aunt Kirsten still here? No. Okay. Well, Mama, watch. I'll be done in uh, six, eight minutes. Hey, Solomon, come here. You want to talk in the mic? This is normally Special your time to shine. Guest, Solomon Altavoy joining us today. What's Solo, it? what's up, buddy? It's Taylor. You don't lick, don't lick the mic. Who do you think is going to win the state meet in the boys? Taylor. Okay. All Who's right. Gonna, all right. Who's going to win on the girls? Uh, I don't know their names. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. You probably wouldn't. All right. Can you tell me that name? Uh, Warren Noblesville. I think Warren is gonna win. Okay. Well, he's he agrees with you. All right, head on out, bud. I'll be I'll be done just a couple minutes. Well, uh, there was one surprise out of those two. I I believe in Warren quite a bit. I, I mean, there is there is a and there is a Taylor High School. If they won the state championship, that would be uh, the biggest upset of all time. Where is Taylor High School located? Mm, kind of north central. I've not heard of Taylor High School. Taylor University, but not Taylor High School. What a great name for high school. Uh, okay, so where were we? No, Colin High School out there. Well, there should be. 
Really? What, what would they do? At, what, would, what would their mascot be? Let's just go with that. The, the Colin what? Uh, Panthers. Oh, that's just, so basic. Something, something middle of the road. That is just—it's uh, got to be way more. Okay, I'll, I'll work on that. Well, you know what? I, I'm not working this. Somebody who's listening—the all three of you. Oh God, no! Let's not open this up for. I uh, want it on the message board. Post, I'll, I, Colin. You know what? This this is the this is the perfect this this is the perfect time to say Cougars. Uh, Colin's Cougars. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you'd be, you'd be the number. You'd be yeah, you'd be the number one fan. I heart Cougars. I love. I, I'm a big Cougar fan. I love Cougars. So I think Browns Brownsburg's got the higher ceiling. I yeah. think Carmel's points are a little more secure, but like one, you know, one two in the thirty two hundred feels more secure than Brownsburg's sixteen or seventeen or fourteen points in the two hundred. Yeah, but also that's that's a big ask of distance runners to do two or three races that the day of the state meet and navigate through the tournament yeah where so, it's not as not as taxing on your body to do three or four sprint events it's not easy right. but it's you know comparatively it's more manageable than three distance events or whatever and what's interesting for for both brownsburg and carmel their strengths i guess it's just a good year a really good year overall in track so Brownsburg's strength in the sprint events, the explosive events, and the shot, it's the strongest year ever in the shot. It's a very strong year in the in the hundred. And uh four by one, the this the depth doesn't matter because Brownsburg is just far and away ahead of everybody else. Carmel's strength in the distance, it looks like it's gonna be a very strong year in the four by eight. Yeah. It looks like it's gonna be a very strong year in the sixteen hundred. And the thir- the thirty two hundred is strong, but I think that that we're in a good position on that potentially. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see um, how the mock meet shapes up, especially on the boys' side um, next week after the regional, because Carmel and Brownsburg are in the same regional, and maybe we'll see. Not again, it's a different style of meet. It's not going to be a well, this team won the regional, so therefore they're going to win. Yeah, Brownsburg is going to win the regional. The, yeah. the number of entrants that Brownsburg has in the regional is enormous, enormous. Yeah. And I think a lot of them could get to the state meet. The number of entrants that we have, we being Carmel, in the regional is much lower, but all of them except for one, I think, has a good chance to score at the state meet but there's gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be some slippage because not every single one of those kids is gonna get through i was was texting with david woods this morning name drop and um he had sent me his calculations from the sectional or whatever his mock meet and i told him obviously i've heard it's closer than it sounds and i said the four bite could be big because brownsburg potentially has a really good four bite yeah. Brown, but it's possible that Brownsburg gets nothing from the four by eight. It's possible. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. So if Carmel wins the four by eight and Brownsburg gets nothing, Carmel starts the meet up 10 and then may get another 10 in the disc and 
and could you know at five o'clock is up is up by 20 points and then be yeah. loaded and then loaded in the back end potentially with that but if carmel gets say second or third in the four by eight and brownsburg finishes fifth or sixth brownsburg negating that advantage that carmel had from that earlier event that would be huge right and so, I mean, you know, it's going to be important starting at at, at 3 30 3 45 as they get to the last flight of the disc and then and then the four by it goes yeah and the same can be said on on the girl side right with the number of teams like warren and noblesville kind of mm -hmm. looking at field points um like you said the, the high jump and the pole vault will continue on into the meet but we'll have a pretty good indicator from shot right. uh, yeah. discus and then shot that happens about the time the four by eight ends give or take usually usually the the final flight of discus the championship round is is done right around the you know, halfway mm -hmm. point in the in the four by eight and then um shot starts right up and and long jump starts with the best girls or the or the best boys first the yeah. first flight is the best one if warren's got their two jumpers in there and they each pop off a 19-2 and an 18-11 on their first jump suddenly it's like oh here we go Right. You know, we're looking at, at d double digits in the long jump before we even get these girls on the track. And if Layla Smith pops off a 19-3 first jump, then maybe she kind of knows, hey, I don't need to take a bunch of approaches and I I can I can uh, save a little bit of this for the for the prelims and the 100 hurdles. Yeah. Going to be exciting. It's going to be so fun. So there we go. A little mock meet. We'll probably do another one after the regional and we'll see where that's at. And the, the one after the regional is much more accurate because you've got to get your kids through and they've got to give a full effort with, with minimal exceptions. I mean, maybe in the, in the 3,200 or the four by eight, um, but on the boys side, Brownsburg, Carmel, they're going to have to give a full effort in everything just to make it through out of that, out of that regional. And the four by eight and the four by four could, could be big for, for either of those teams. So I'm excited, but I'm also nervous and I'm anxious and I'm freaking out. It's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. The upside of stress, Taylor. Best selling yeah. book. I'm living it. You're you're doing it. You're doing great. You're handling it well. And you know what? I'm not I'm now stressed because I'm apparently supposed to win the boys' meet. So I got a lot of training to do. I better yeah. it's, well, it's gonna be sounds like it's me versus you versus Brownsburg. So is it is it gonna be a problem that I didn't compete in the sectional round? Can I just get that exempt? Uh you know what? I'll ask him. Hey, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. I mean, no ceilings. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.